Good morning, follower fam, and welcome back to the Follower Podcast. Uh, my name is Matthew Lewis. If you're new here, and we're in the middle of a series called The Rough Cuts. Now, The Rough Cuts is simply a series where I press record, share some thoughts, and post it straight without a whole bunch of editing or any of that kind of stuff. So you're getting rough real-time uh, uh, access, I guess, to my thinking and processing, um, particularly around the Lord's Prayer. So as a follower community, we're currently going through a prayer focus where we're learning and practicing the way of prayer. And we're going through the themes that we find in the Lord's Prayer week by week. So last week we looked at the idea of our Father and how that's where Jesus starts and how really, you know, we've got to have a sense of the Lord as Father and what that means and how we don't go to our experience of Father to understand that, either good or bad, because an earthly Father, good or bad, is a ceiling. Uh, where we really want to go is to the depth of our longing for the kind of father we wish we had. And then we live in the miracle of the fact that God is in fact that kind of father, that the longing within us corresponds to the sufficiency of the God who is for us. And today we're going to look at this idea of our father in heaven. Now, a good question to think through is why, why does this matter? Why does God tell us that our father who, who art in heaven, our father in heaven, or our Father in the heavens, depending on your translation. I think it's two things. Number one, uh, we look when we know that God is our Father, we know who we're praying to. When we know that our God is our, our Father in the heavens, we know where He is. <laughs> Which leads us to the question is, where are the heavens? And that's an important question to ask because sometimes when we relate to God, particularly in our prayers, we tend to um, uh, anthropomorphize God. That's a fancy way of saying that we um, put human attributes onto God and then God becomes um, either as big or as small as our human concepts of him. But the reality is God is so much bigger than those things. God is, uh, he is both transcendent and imminent. And that's the, the idea I want us to play with a little bit when we look at where our God is, when we pray to him. You know, sometimes you're in your room or you're in your car or you're offering up a prayer in a hospital or whether it's a time of celebration or a time of deep need and tragedy, you're praying. And, you, and part of the question is like, man, where are we praying to? Where, where is this God? And we see in this prayer that our Father is in the heavens, but where are the heavens? And I think that the heavens, when we look at the biblical story, are this beautiful combination of transcendent imminence. So both transcendence and imminence. Let's start with the transcendence, this idea of transcendence or the bigness. And not just in size, but like in uh, excess, uh, beyond anything we could possibly understand. So this idea of the heavens in scripture is actually a cosmological idea uh, that the, the people who wrote the Bible and who were a part of the Bible, they had an understanding of nature and creation where the heavens were kind of like a dome that was over the earth. And so when we talk about our Father in the heavens, there's a transcendent element of that. And I think that's really good because it pulls us out of ourselves. When we're praying to our Father who's in the heavens, we're praying to our Father who's literally everywhere. As the scriptures say, He fills all things with Himself. And so um, that's when you know Jesus was obedient to death, even death on the cross. The Father has raised him up. He now has authority over, over everything in heaven and on earth, <coughs> excuse me, and under the earth. And so 
there's a real, the heavens are a place in the biblical mind. And it's kind of like everything that's above. And so that gives us to this idea of authority. It gives us this idea of power. It gives us this idea of presence everywhere. Uh, Ellis Potter has this book, The Three Theories of Everything. And he talks about what is eternity? What are the heavens? And he talks about how eternity is actually a different plane of existence. And that eternity, every point in eternity is present to every point of the temporary which is just crazy to me. So when we talk about our Father in the heavens, that's one of the first things we think through is the transcendence of God. And that's such a good thing because, man, when I'm bringing prayers of need or prayers of um, like the deep desires of my heart or I'm bringing things before the Father, I think it's a beautiful thing that I get pulled up into the transcendence of God and that He's able to meet me at the point of my need. But not only that, Uh, my whole story gets pulled up into the bigness of his story. There's that beautiful psalm, I look up at the night sky, like, and I think to myself, Lord, who is a man that you're even mindful of him? Have you ever had that experience where you you go out into a field or somewhere where you can see the stars beautifully? You look up into the heavens and you think to yourself, man, I am so small. And there's there's a beautiful right-sizing that happens in that, and it corrects some of our tendency to turn God into just a reflection of ourselves. Yes, that God is not ultimately just like an old man on a chair somewhere up in the sky with a long beard. God is transcendent. Whatever God is, God goes beyond many of the small boxes we've tried to create for Him. And then we move into this idea of imminence. And I love this because in the scriptures, we, we read that the heavens are not only in, in like an actual cosmological space, the heavens above us, but the heavens are also a reality that Jesus seems to think are at hand, right? The kingdoms of the heavens are at hand, or the kingdom of the heavens is among you. Or um, even right now, if those of us who are in Jesus, you are seated with God in heavenly places. So when we think about where we are praying, we're not only praying into the transcendent realities of God, but also to the very imminent realities of God, that God is both the God who is far and big and huge, but he is the God who is near and intimate and close at the same time. And so that you and I right now are seated with God in the heavens, in heavenly places. And so prayer then becomes not only about the way that we get pulled out into the bigness of God, but prayer, miraculous, is how we drop down into ourselves and encounter the nearness of God. And so when you're praying to God, if you're asking the question, where am I praying to? Man, you're praying to that place that is closer than your own heartbeat, right? God is not far off. Uh, The beautiful part in scripture, in him we live and move and have our being. So God is transcendent. Hallelujah. Praise God for that. Like he's much bigger than any of us, but he's also imminent. He is close, close as the next breath that you will take to fill your lungs, close as your own heartbeat. And that's really what I wanted to leave you with this morning. Just a short thought around the fact that when we pray to our Father and we ask, man, where are we praying to? We're praying to the transcendent, imminent Father. The God who both pulls us up into the eternal majesty of His story, the heavens, but also meets with us in the imminent presence 
of our own very lives and the lives of those around us, that this kingdom of the heavens is at hand and it's among us and it's breaking through the temporary realities of our world and pulling us into the eternal realities of God. And so where is God when you pray? And he's right there, friend, right now as you listen to this. Even as you listen, you could focus in on your own breathing. And out. He rides the inhalations of your breath. And, he, and he's with you as close as your own heartbeat. He is here and now. He is imminent. God is imminent. And at the same time, God is transcendent. God pulls you up into the bigness of his story. This is what it means for our Father to be in the heavens and us to be with him. A beautiful picture I always think of when I try to think about this is I look at the sea or the ocean. And actually, I'm coming to you right now from Port Elizabeth, South Africa, where when we landed yesterday, there were these huge winds going on. And uh, the sea was turned up and enormous and waves were crashing and flooding onto the beach. And uh, I looked out at that sea and I thought, man, that's transcendent. <laughs> that, is, that is so much bigger. It goes as far as the horizon, so, so powerful. And then I imagine my life as a little stone and I throw that stone into the ocean. And when that stone sinks into the ocean, the, the difference between the sea and God is that God has no end. He's an infinite ocean of infinite depth, breadth and width. And so when my life, my world gets thrown into the infinity of God's ocean, I sink down into the depths of that ocean. And it's not so much that God is in me, but more that I am in God. And that there is nowhere I can go, Psalm 139, the heights, the depths, east, west, darkness, light, even, even darkness is as light to you. Even if I made my bed in the depths of Sheol, there you will find me, right? I am the stone caught up in the eternal ocean of God. And it is not so much that God is in me, but that I am in God. Yes, he is in me. Praise God for that. But I am caught up in God, God's reality. And so where, where do we pray when we pray? We pray right here. And at the same time, we're lifted to pray all over there. We're, we're transcendent and we're imminent at the same time. I hope that's a helpful thought for you. And I hope it brings you comfort to know that God is both the God who has the power to meet you in the points of need in your life. He is enormous, transcendent, eternal, beyond any conception you've ever had of him. And at the same time, this God is imminent. He is as near as your own breath. Um, that's the rough cut for today. And uh, we'll, we'll send one next week your way as we look at what it means for God's name to be kept holy. Have a good one.